0: What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Move Local podcast. My name is Dalton, and alongside me are my two beautifully bearded friends. How are we doing?
1: Yeah, yeah, th- uh, really good. It's winter wonderland out there. I tried to take my daughters, two and five, uh, sledding this morning. It turns out um, minus 20 wind chill and uh, powder in your face is not, they're not fans. Um, myself, on the other hand, big smile. Love it.
2: <laughs> I'm also doing pretty
1: good. I've been doing some
2: trail running this week, which has been uh been fun so you know i've realized that even though it's super cold once you get going it feels good yeah be, be bold start cold <laughs>
0: <laughs> i knew when i saw the snowfall coming down today i'm like oh Donna's is just going to be so happy and now now i feel like will's going to start being happy with all the snow soon we'll see <laughs> um but yeah we're going to dive into our episode this week we're super excited um we have an awesome guest on the show she's a former two-time olympian she's a current cross-country and track and field coach at McMaster, and the owner of Tento and Shoe Shop in Dundas. We have Paula Schner on the show. Welcome.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: How are you doing today?
3: I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm not a fan of the snow, but um, I will embrace it.
0: Okay. I know, so running obviously is a big thing. Do you run in the snow? Do you like running in the snow?
3: Well, I uh, I have to say now I'm more of a seasonal runner, So okay. so if it's a day like today, I'm not going to run. <laughs> Not gonna lie. It's a good call.
0: <laughs> and I know you're from more north than Ontario is this a is it a lot of snow up that way when you were growing up or is this kind of
3: Yeah, standard? I um, I was born in Kirkham Lake um, and then from there we actually moved to Moosonee. so so the winter is very familiar to to me um, and growing up I mean we had we had lots of snow you know yeah. it's only been the last how many years where our winters aren't as severe in Southern Ontario, but, um, it just makes it more challenging, obviously as a runner and as a, as a coach who's coaching athletes who run outside most of the year. So, um, I know there's an athlete today looking to do a workout and I'm not sure it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it builds character. I always (laughs) say that, uh, training in weather, cold weather like this, um, is character building and it makes winter a little more bearable.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So obviously you've had tremendous amount of success in running, um, but I'm curious to hear like how you got into it. And I know you've been running for a long time. So what got you into the running? What about running kept you passionate about it and all that fun stuff?
3: Um, Well, running was really not something like my parents did not see me run one day and say, oh, we need to get her into a, a club. And pursue running. It was um, when we moved to Southern Ontario. I grew up in Burlington. Um, my parents. I'm one of seven, and my parents, believe it or not, wanted us to meet other kids because you know seven yeah. <laughs> siblings wasn't enough. But um, <laughs> yeah. um, so we all joined the Burlington Legion Track Club, and you know, so at one point we were all members of the club, and and it was just something that we en- well I enjoyed. Um, met a lot of friends. You know, it became our ritual Tuesday, Thursday practices, meets on the weekend, and, um, you know, I just happened to be good at it, and, I mean, when you're good at something, that always motivates you to want to continue, so that's sort of where it all started, so I think I was probably seven years old when I started running, and then elementary school. Um, my dad was our principal, and so he took a real interest in coaching the track team and um, cross-country team, so... It was a big part of our lives, for sure.
1: It, it's interesting that that your parents chose to um, put you put you all into track and field. Um, like I always, I don't often think of that. That's probably not a go to for parents, right? To to put their kids into track and field versus, you know, hockey or s- baseball or soccer or something like that. Um, were your parents runners or?
3: No, um, actually, I think. One of the, um, a, f- a friend, actually, I think it was our, our family doctor when we moved to Burlington, their kids were involved in, in uh, the Burlington Legion Track Club back then. Um, and he recommended, you know, if you want a place for your kids to get involved in the community, this would be a good place to, st- to start. So, um, but my brothers all played, you know, rep hockey. Um, I had four older brothers, two younger sisters. And um, so we were very active in a lot of sports. But, but, to your point about you know the soccers and and stuff, that was just not like it is today, right? Um, mm. you know um, yeah, the club the club had a lot of young kids, mm. um, which is a bit different than I think some clubs today, but yeah
1: Go ahead. do do you think that like do you see that do you see like a reduced engagement in in cross country these days? well,
3: I've seen I've certainly seen a change in the numbers over the years. Um there's a lot more coaches out there. So we, more coaches, you know, is are becoming in contact with more young kids or um high school kids and so more kids are 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 participating in our sport. I see that in our Athletics Ontario association our numbers are going up, which is mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Um you know, and I see kids um mult doing multiple sports, right? So they they play Um, other sports in high school Um, and then later on they might specialize and and you know I have athletes coming into McMaster who you know have been skiers, um, uh, swimmers, soccer players, hockey players who are now deciding you know had some success in running and who are now deciding to focus on running at, at a university level and are good enough to do that
0: yeah I mean knowing what we know about multi-sport athletes and all that stuff it's a great thing you know for uh, injury risk reduction and all of that stuff we're starting to see the benefits of that so it's cool to hear that you're actually seeing lots of that as well as a coach
3: absolutely I would never encourage anyone to specialize in one sport you know as a young as a youngster like I played all through high school high school I played basketball and volleyball um ran cross country and track of course and um, you know, those team components, because running is such an individual sport, um, was a big part of, you know, um, my my development as a person and as an athlete, and um, yeah, so.
0: And I think it's people assume that you have to specialize in one sport to get to the pinnacle of your individual sport, which obviously going to the Olympics and doing all that, you were able to accomplish, accomplish that while doing multi-sport, you know participating in things outside of running, what, um, when did you start to realize that like running was going to become the main focus? Because I'm sure at some point you had to put all your efforts in that to be able to compete at the highest level possible.
3: I think it was probably as I was entering high school, because you start to get into the more competitive seasons, like you know your offices, and, and, and you're competing against um, a wider range of talent in, in southern Ontario, well, throughout Ontario. Um you know, and i think I think I was you know as a high schooler I was seeing again success that was motivating me but um but there was a point when i was um was not interested in in continuing to run it just became um i think very stressful because as a, as someone who's had success early on, there's always that outside pressure to 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 stay successful to be right. you know on top and and so that that was challenging. Um, probably one of the biggest challenges. And um, you know, I had a coach at the time who who said, you know, y- you have a, a gift, a talent. That um, you know, you, who knows how far you can go in the sport. So, I mean, I you have to love what you're doing um, in order to get to to the level. I think to any level. Yeah. You now To 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 be the best runner or athlete or whatever you're pursuing to be the best, you have to enjoy what you're doing. And, um, and there were times when I wasn't. So, so I was, um, you know, I, I had my share, fair share of injuries. Um, but I, you know, I, I was lucky. I, I had lots of good support around me and, and very encouraging parents who gave me lots of opportunities. And, um, so Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's it's great. I would be curious to hear like what, like your experience was and like what it felt like to actually like represent the country at the Olympics. Like that's a special that's a special thing. And I think you know most people dream of having success in their sports at the highest level, and a lot of people you know don't end up getting there. And for you to accomplish that, and I think to represent the country is such a cool thing. So I'd love to just hear a little bit about how that felt for you.
3: Um, it was you know it, it certainly is on the top of of um of my list in, in memorable, you know, things I've done with my life. Um, I think, you know, I was never someone that always said from, you know, a young age, I want to go to the Olympics. I want to go to the Olympics. That Mm -hmm. was never something, I was always sort of looking at my short-term goals. And, you know, as I started to improve and get close to those times that would get me to the Olympics, um, you know, I started to realize that this is a possibility. So for me, you know, one step at a time the stress of making Olympic team you know back in the day I had to you know be top three at our Olympic trials I had to run a a qualifying time um and so once I accomplished that I guess for me it wasn't until I think the opening ceremonies and you know you're seeing all the all the countries and all the athletes and in 1992 um the um, they had basketball, so they had the dream team oh, there, wow. and so That's cool. so there there was a lot of really cool things, and you know until you actually walk into the stadium and you're you know behind the Canadian flag representing your country, it really, really um, hit home that what I was doing was something pretty cool, and yeah. you know not a lot of people have that opportunity, so I was pretty lucky.
0: Yeah, I can imagine it being such a proud moment to be able
3: to do something like that. It it certainly was, yeah.
2: What was it like actually like bell rings and you're running like what's going through your mind at that point?
3: Well, I think for me, so first time, um, you know, my goal was to make it through the first heat. So there's your first qualifying and then make the semifinals and then the top 12. So I think there was a total of 50 women in my event, the 1500. And um, so I made, I had, I remember, um, I'm not a morning person so our cool. first our first race my first race was get along uh, <laughs> yeah, <I'm not. laughs> My first race was in the morning so um I probably didn't like normal didn't sleep the night before and um anyway um I I ended up winning my heat so I moved on to the semifinals, and 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 then that was um actually the semifinals was was when I ran my best time ever so um, I had the best race of my life, but it was one place short so I ended up 13th when top 12 make the finals so so it was um kind of a bittersweet you know watching the final was not what I wanted but um, but obviously it was something that motivated me to go okay I want to come back in four years and and make the final so wow.
0: that and that that was like one thing I wanted to ask you about because I feel like it's such a Interesting scenario where you run your best, your best race. To was it your best time ever?
3: Ever. Right. You run your best time
0: ever. Obviously, giving everything that you have, but you fall one place short of making it to the final heat, which is obviously, I'm assuming, a goal that you wanted to accomplish. What did like? How do you? How do you? What did you leave with that? Like, I. It's a. I feel like it's a weird, not weird, but an interesting kind of situation. Like, were you trying to? Were you happy with that? But also, like, you, you know, frustrated.
3: Yeah, I think, again, you know, being a first-time participant and and having to, um, you know, work through the hype of the Olympics and and you know expectations to be able to focus on my own race and to be able to come away and and run sort of the best race I could. Like I when I looked back, I was like I couldn't have done anything better. Like I that was all I had on that day, and mm-hmm. so I couldn't be that disappointed. Um but again, like I said, it certainly motivated me to want to continue for another four years. Yeah. Um it was um, watching was like I said difficult, but it was also difficult because one of the girls ended up dropping out in the race. Oh no. So and she was the girl the woman who was um the the twelfth spot. Oh, no. She was the one who actually beat yeah. me out to, to make the final. So yeah. um but you know, things happen for a reason. So
0: Yeah, for sure
1: do you find that tra- like that experience like translates into your coaching career like i feel like having had that experience would be a really powerful uh, you know experience for you that can that can really direct um those tough conversations with your athletes i,
3: I there's so many so many oppor- uh, experiences that i had as an athlete that that come up when i'm coaching there's no question to be able to say to an athlete, I, I get it, I get what you're feeling, I get what you're thinking, um, I get the challenges and, and we try to work through them because, you know, they're the same that I dealt with and for an athlete to hear that is, I think it's refreshing and it's, in, you know, that support is, you know, she understands and, and you know, you try to make it as um, as positive as an experience because the athlete's that I coach at Mac, I mean, for 99% of them, their university career is going to be, you know, the highlight of their running. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very few will go on, and it's just the reality, right, to, to get to something like the Olympics. So, um, you know, I wanna give them the best opportunities to, to be their best while they're, while they're under my coaching, so.
1: Do you think, like, the, the psychology of coaching Uh, more so than the actual like um the programming of coaching like what do you find more tricky to navigate with your athletes
3: well it's it's interesting because there's i see coaching and preparing for a race it's sort of like the the whole um the rest the chocolate chip cookie recipe there's so many different recipes out there and we're all trying to find that perfect recipe but the main ingredients are there right so it's just a few differences between you know this workout and that workout that that really make the difference in in the outcome but you always get the same result right but you add in the psych part which you know you forget that um and i wish as an athlete i had more support in 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 that part of my um race preparation and my training um so it, so it is it's a it's a challenging piece of coaching for sure um again i try to i try to do the best i can and 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 be understanding and patient and you know try to keep the the pressures down because you know ultimately they're doing this because they want to do it and and their success is going to come from come from what they're what they're um putting into it right i'm there to support and and help in any way I can. But no, the psych piece is, is always, over the years, it's, it continues to be a challenge um, as a coach for sure.
2: It's funny, I don't know if that's like the first thing that comes to people's minds, right? Like they always think about there's the like technique aspect of running, there's the running program, but that's something that's sort of like a forgotten uh, piece of the puzzle.
3: That's right cuz I mean I you think everyone is doing the same amount of training and there you know when you're lining up on the line with you know 11 other people that are the same ability for the most part there's a very little bit that's going to separate the winners from from everybody else right? right and and it usually is it you know just having that great race on that day or is it you know that mental edge or whatever right you know you can never tell what people are thinking standing on the line and 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 it's the race is no harder for the person who won than it is for the person the people who didn't, right? Like everyone's experiencing the same the same stresses. But mm-hmm. um the winner always seems to make it look so easy, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> totally. Um I I don't know if I read this somewhere, I heard someone just speaking about you you as a coach and they, they talked about how you really try to like invest in the person or the human outside of just focusing so much on like the the running aspect of it is that like a philosophy that you stand by or something that you try to implement in your in your coaching on on a day to day basis
3: I think it's probably something that I've you know worked towards like I'm I, I feel like as a coach y- you get better like you know I've been coaching for over twenty years yeah. and I know I'm I'm a better coach today and I know that I still have more to learn but um, but I really feel like um, yeah, my philosophy would be, you know, no, you know, for athletes to leave Mac and go. I got a great education. Um, I had a great time being part of the team. Um, you know, I ran my best, some of my best races, and I still love to run. You know, and yeah. they'll be lifelong runners. I mean, I—that's—that's I, that's always my hope. I know
0: that's that's awesome. How was it like? Because you guys just won the cross country. OUA championships for the, in the men's for the first time in like 54 years, right? That's right. How was that? Two yeah.
3: years ago, we were, yeah, they hadn't won since, um, yeah, 64. So um, that was, a, yeah, they hadn't won the Ontario. So so this year, if we had a normal season, I think our men um, would have been the team to beat. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're, um, and it's interesting because 10 years ago, our women were the dominant team. They were the ones that were second and third in the country. Um, so we have sort of we used to call the boys the water boys, and <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> um, but they've um, they've sort of taken over as 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 the um, better team right now. But um, yeah, so some very very talented young men for sure.
0: Yeah. What do you think is like? one of your biggest learning lessons, um, from, co- from being a coach?
3: Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, as a coach, I would say, um, again, I think go back to, you know, that you gotta enjoy what you're doing. Um, and to be able to create an environment and an atmosphere and a culture that is enjoyable. Um, is something that I'm you know we're always trying to work towards um so people have have opportunities to be to be at their best um you know try to to I guess try to um to to allow athletes to um to be okay with with failures that you know not being able to obtain their goals but um But there's always something you can learn from that, Um, yeah.
0: Do you think? Sorry. Do do you add to that? No. Do you think (laughs) that differs from what you learned as an athlete, or is it similar? I
3: think I think a lot of what I try to do as a coach is from what I've learned as an athlete, right? So not to not to be so hard on yourself, you know, to to um, put things into perspective, to um, you know, work at um, it's not, you know. Yeah, the perspective thing is not the end of the world, you know. I know we put so much importance on, you know, our goals and and um, and uh, I think it's important that, you know, that um, that's just a small part the 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 final outcome versus the process. I think it's you know, that's I I want athletes to learn to be able to take control of their running as well, right? So that they they have input into um what works for them and and you know i i'm i'm always encouraging athletes to communicate how they're feeling and so you know i I can be a better coach that way if we change the workout or we don't work out at all because of you know what they're experiencing or what they're feeling so so i i I, you know taking ownership over over their their own running and and their goals is, is also important
0: it's cool. It sounds a lot of like what, yeah. we, what we try to do here. It's always fun to hear the parallels, but like yeah. we're always trying to empower people and give them the skills and help kind of see ourselves as coaching people through the rehab process so that they can manage their their injuries yeah. or anything else that comes up on their own. That's that's our goal.
1: Even the idea of like um, looking at <clears throat> you know failures or in our case like flare-ups as a learning opportunity, you know, and you know similarly in your coaching coaching schema, right? Um, looking at the the process, sort of stacking bricks on the way to your you know goals, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
3: and it's always a hard one, you know. After the race, I find that the hardest, you know, watching someone come away and be completely disappointed with with the result when there's a lot of good things that came out of the race, mm-hmm. and trying to learn for the next time, and that's really yeah.
1: It's interesting. I, I have a like I I have a climbing background, like a rock climbing background, and it's it's really easy in that sport to um, you know, even if you don't get to the top, it's really easy to see the, that progression because you, you know, you made it a couple of, you know, um, uh, you know, moves further, but in this, it's sort of like, there's that definitive sort yeah. of, um, you either cross that finish line first or, or second or third or not, you yeah. know, it's a, yeah. so I could imagine that being a little bit trickier to, um, and it's not always going to be a PB, right. That's um, right. whereas... You know, so it's harder to kind of redirect athletes' focus and be like, you know, hey, you didn't hit a PR and you didn't make it to the podium, but these are the good, you know, the, the good things that, that I saw in that race or, or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, that, I could imagine how challenging that would be in that realm. Seems like you're kind of,
2: uh, you know, you've been running for a long time. It's, it seems like diving into that deeper purpose of why you're doing it, Is what's kept you uh, running it seems like you're trying to give that kind of same uh, sort of deeper why you know for your runners to to continue after they finish at Mac right
3: yeah I think you know I think I've learned so much in the sport both as a you know as a person as an individual and as a runner um, that you're you're always it's always exciting to be able to share that right Mm -hmm. with with the athletes and and for them to say, Yeah, that you're you're right or yes, yeah, that's exactly what I'm experiencing too and and so it's um yeah, I'd say that's probably the, the biggest enjoyment of of being a coach when someone gets it or when we work through the problem together mm-hmm. and um, you know, they get to the other side. So
0: So you did the you ran um, coached and now you're opening well opened a business to sell shoes to runners so they can run so how, how did that come along and obviously you and your husband opened the the shop together so how has that whole process been for you guys
3: um that's right so um during the beginning of the pandemic we we saw um a lot of our neighbors out being active um walking people running for the first time um which was pretty cool and this was always the shoe store was always sort of um something that peter talked about um and and over the many years it always would come up and um being my fellow coach um you know we we continued to have that conversation and he, and things just c- kind of fell into place the the shop in dundas um you know the, the shoes that we brought in, um, the name, um, the idea that it wasn't going to be called a shoe, a running store, that it was going to focus on, you know, um, walking, hiking and running. And so, um, so the name Ten um, kind of, um, encompasses all of those. So, um, so yeah, it's, um, it's been a lot of fun. I'm sure there's going to be, you know, a lot of challenges along the way with the new business, but um, but we're certainly enjoying being part of the Dundas business community for sure.
0: Yeah. What about that? Like, why Dun? Like, why do you think Dundas is a good place for the community? Because it sounds like it's bigger than just obviously providing shoes to people. You want to build a community of people, and obviously focused on like I think it's what stroll, walk, run. Is that what the tagline is for you guys? Yeah, walks.
3: St- Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) sure. I'm assuming what you're getting
0: getting across there is like you want to be able to, you know, hit all aspects of that running, just healthy walking lifestyle. So why Dundas? Why do you think it's a good place for that?
3: Well, I think, you know, you just look out your window and there's green space and there's trails and there's um, places to go and, and, and that's. I don't think as uh, I would, I wouldn't be running, I wouldn't be running right now if I didn't have trails to run on. You know, I think we, we can walk out and connect with, with a a beautiful environment. And so, um, and a community that wants to embrace that and wants to support um, local, Mm -hmm. um, which has been, which has been awesome. I mean, we've done very little advertisement and because of people who have come in and and, and started conversations with their friends um, about where where to get shoes um, you know and we're hoping to be able to service lots of different feet so um, so we have a variety of shoes in terms of um, sizes um, We've learned a lot that people who have larger feet have hard time finding shoes so that's our mission is to be able to carry shoes to fit people like that and the same with smaller feet right. you know we as opposed to the, the the normal range of your typical sizing so so we're doing our best to um to have lots of opportunities to have shoes people can um put on their feet and go yeah these feel awesome I can run in them or I can walk in them it doesn't matter what the shoe is um and we're not tied to to people running in them or walking in them like whatever works um and that's sort of our biggest goal is to is to, yeah, find the perfect shoe for the, for the person.
2: Whatever gets them 10 it. That's, <laughs> exactly, exactly. that, that's right.
3: The, get them moving. That's so important.
0: Um, How has it been? I mean, I know you've coached with, Peter forever and now you're open to business with them. How is that relationship for you? Cuz obviously I feel like we're we're now married to each other. I feel like. But I know it adds an extra layer. So has that been obviously it's something that you've done for a while so it, it's working. But how is that for
3: Well, I, I think it's knowing what strengths you bring to To the the organization, right? Uh Like you guys have probably figured that out too, right? So Pete is the idea idea guy. He likes to, you know, the possibilities. Let's try this. Let's do this. And then I'm sort of the practical person who's going to, you know, put my head down and and get whatever he needs done. So not that he's not doing the work too, but I think the the combination of the two is, um, it seems to be working.
0: Yeah, And I read like something about you talking that in relation to your coaching and he similar in the sense of coaching your athletes that you mentioned, like you'll do a lot of the day-to-day stuff and really heavily involved with the athletes and that. And he's kind of seemed to be bigger, bigger picture kind of thing. Is that similar in a sense?
3: Yeah. Like, yeah. We, you know, when with the coaching, we'll talk about, you know, we'll bounce ideas off each other. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of the, um, the one leading the charge in the coaching, but, um, but I think it's. You know, which gives him the opportunity to, to do, um, to be in charge of the store and and take that on. But yeah. but I know he still wants to be involved, and we want the team to be part of the store too, and um, have a place to go and run out of the store and have, yeah groups yeah
0: that's been fun for us to watch because <laughs> we're not obviously not far from you guys and like will was mentioned before we see like some you can tell that they're a high level runner we're like oh it's got to be one of paul's people <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. When I, I hurt someone fast i just assume <laughs>
1: <laughs> i uh I, lo- I look forward to when when we're unmasked and and yeah. uh you know we can start to have so like there's so many cool businesses that are focused on you know, active lifestyles, um, in such a tight vicinity around here, I really look forward to the opportunities down the road of like, you know, getting groups of people that are just like to move together, you know?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I initially wanted to call, you know, our running, running out of the store sort of gathering, a gathering place and, mm-hmm. and it's really not the right word right now, but yeah. so hopefully, hopefully at some point, yeah. I yeah. like the idea of connecting. Yep. Yeah. yeah, with the rest of the community. Awesome.
0: Well,
2: we've got this like club right here, right? The businesses <laughs> that have opened during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Okay, a couple fun little rapid fire questions
0: for you. Okay. okay. No, no pressure. You can, you, can, you can. Can I pass? You can. <laughs> you can, you can <laughs> of course, you can pass. Um, so, favorite uh, okay. favorite trail, favorite local trail.
3: Oh, um, I like Monarch. Um, but it's a bit of a sore spot because I rolled my ankle and and broke my, uh, broke my foot on there, um, in November, but, um, I like it because I can walk on it and I can run on it and I can walk and run and get a good workout (laughs) on it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You'll be back and conquer it. No problem. Oh yeah. (laughs) take some time, but you'll get there. (laughs) Um, favorite non-running related pastime? Or oh, something that you enjoy. Yeah.
3: Um, gardening. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I'm, I do everything to to the max, and and so yeah. I'm trying to have the best garden in the neighborhood. <laughs> love it, love it.
0: Always competing. I, I'm on board with that. Um, favorite like local restaurant it could be like Dundas Hamilton area.
3: Oh, I think. Um, I think Indian Village, that's really a, a favorite yeah. place that we like. Someone else just and,
0: brought that up to me the other day, too. They were talking about how they love that place. And
3: it's tough, right? You walk out the, the store door, and that's the first thing you smell, right, and it's walked. like, uh, I don't want to cook tonight. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're great over there, Jackie. And what's her husband's name? Yeah, yeah. we
0: we had that. There's I, we stuff haven't out, had
1: the opportunity to meet.
0: Our open house, I think, right? Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah um preferred or favorite trail running shoe
3: oh well I I run in one shoe wherever I run <laughs> so it's not okay. I, I run in the hokas hokas are are my go-to shoe they're a shoe I put on my feet and don't feel like I've got a shoe on because they feel so good
0: yeah what so, version of the hokas are you run? the hoka bondi is the okay. shoe
3: I wear because it's wide for my my big wide bunion foot. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I've been looking to get a new pair of shoes and I've always liked the Hoka Rincon ones, yeah. Yeah. I think. And I have just looking into them. I haven't. I think
3: they're number two now. Are Rincon they on number two, two now? They, Yeah, yeah. 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 I've
0: been <laughs> looking. <laughs> you can tell I don't know what I'm talking about. But I have been looking into those shoes because I've heard good things about them. Yeah. Um, so, it's one of the ones that I was. Plan on trying out.
3: Yeah, the Hoka's are a big seller in our store. I mean, right? They're yeah. probably the biggest right
0: now. Yeah. yeah. I know Don w- really wanted to know your trail running shoe because he's a big trail runner.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I'm I'm kind of hooked. I, l- I like the Arc'teryx Norvan LD. It's nice and wide through the forefoot. Right. Lug pattern's great, but there's a isn't there a new Hoka trail runner coming out? There's like a new uh, version, like a version four. Possibly,
3: of, possibly. Yeah. That Pete's I've... Pete's the shoe guy. He, he, he does the research and he then, knows he, them all. then he looks at me and says, what do you think? And then we, if they fit my foot, then we bring them in. I love it. Because believe it or not, there's a lot of people out there with a similar, you know, wide foot like myself so um but i knew I, I am excited to wear um the ultra olympus which is a, uh
1: oh is that the ones you have uh i've no. got i've got the superior yeah. 4.5 on right now yeah that i picked up from you guys in the fall and it's it's like a, an amazing like everyday shoe and like light trail shoe it's it's like you don't even, like you said to the hokas you don't yeah. even know you're wearing it
3: yeah I'm afraid that I'm going to start buying shoes based on their names, just like I buy plants, <laughs> and, and that could be a problem. <laughs> uh, um,
0: is there anyone that you would recommend us talk to uh, for this podcast? That's like local. That you think would be good
3: for to to be a to be like to be a guest on, the, on the, show. the show? Yeah.
0: Does anyone that comes to mind?
3: Um, I don't know. Uh, Horn of Plenty.
0: Oh, okay. I yeah. mean you're you you're ahead, into
3: the nutri- you're into nutrition. Yeah. Um, you know, that's part of the piece. So okay. I mean they've been around for so long. Piconies is another.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, noted. Noted.
3: And there's always the shed. Who loves oh, talking yeah. about beer? Yeah, right? we,
0: and they're just right here. Yeah. We that's can so see close, them yeah. from yeah. Our, our main gym space. And
3: maybe they'll bring samples. <laughs> <That's>,
0: <laughs> love the way you think. That might have to happen. <laughs> Um, okay, last question. So we ask all of our guests this kind of at the end, and, and we ask them like, what does moving local mean to
2: you?
3: Oh, moving local. Well, I think, you know, uh, could mean two things. Um, literally, moving, um, getting up and moving, and and doing it locally. You don't need to go anywhere else, right? We've got it. We've got it all here. And then I guess business wise, let's move, let's move product locally. Let's move what Dundas sells right
0: totally awesome well thank you Paula so much for coming on we appreciate you taking the time it was a it was a really fun conversation and look forward to uh being able to do some stuff with you guys in the future I think we we all kind of align on the same page as to what we're trying to accomplish so I think it'll be really fun for us to to collaborate on some fun things
3: absolutely it was great getting to know you
0: awesome